It's just Tim and I talking all about Chrono Trigger in this special EP episode of Cheerful Ghost Radio. Cheerful Ghost Radio is a podcast from the Cheerful Ghost community about interesting stuff in gaming and other various bits of nerdery. Hi, my name is Tim, and in this episode of Cheerful Ghost Radio, we're going to be talking about the classic SNES game, Chrono Trigger. I'm joined by my uh, co-host... John Dodson. We're just going to head right into the review, starting now. Chrono Trigger is a classic RPG originally released in 1995 by Square Enix back when they were still Squaresoft. It is considered by many as one of the greatest video games of the 16-bit era. Visitors to Triple Ghost have probably read John's post about having recently played the game for the first time. As someone who played the game as a kid and considers it one of my favorite games of all time, I thought it would be fun to have a conversation with someone who didn't have that same nostalgic connection to the game. And I do not. (laughs) So it'll be a fun discussion. (laughs) All right. Okay, so let's recap uh, which version of Chrono Trigger did you play? Because it's been released on a couple different uh, platforms so far. There's, of course, you know, the original SNES. There's a PlayStation 1 release. There's the, the DS version. And yep. recently it was released on Steam, which uh, we yep. might talk a little bit about later. But uh, for yep. now, we'll just we'll go into uh, and which there's also the and there's also the Android and iOS ports, too. But that's very similar to the Steam version. But we'll get into that. Um, so when I I've I've so I have I've I've only played Chrono Trigger a little briefly in the past. So it's not a lot. So when I decided that I wanted to actually play it because it's on my wall of shame, I looked up what version to play it on and i have a 3ds so i could play the ds version um and it seemed like the better version to pick up because i wanted to have a copy of the game i wanted to own it legitimately and let's just be honest the super nintendo version of the game i don't know retails for like 100 plus right so i was like okay well the ds version you can get on amazon still new for about 30 bucks so I thought, OK, well, that was a better option. And plus, a lot of people seem to like that version. It, it's kind of uh, an, it improved over the uh, PlayStation version. Apparently, uh, it has a lot of the extras in there. It's got a sort of a revamped dialogue. You know, the dialogue isn't quite as strange, I suppose, in the Super Nintendo version, although I imagine that original translation is really fun to play through. I got to admit, uh, I'm, uh, I'm kind of partial to the original translation. I kind of agree. I think in these original Square games, the original sort of, for lack of a better word, janky translation is better. <laughs> like if you play Final Fantasy 2, you know, you spoony bard is taken out of later versions of the game. But like that's just it's it's classic. You know what I mean? It's like taking out all your base are belong to us. Like you shouldn't do that. So anyways, but a lot of people sort of espouse the DS version being really good. So it was the DS version I played. Yeah, the the SNES version is, you know, of course, my favorite of the versions. But if I had to pick, you know, a version for a new player, I'd say the DS one is definitely the best. It uh, it mostly sticks to the SNES classic, 
but it includes the new uh, cutscenes from the PS version. Uh, it got rid of all the slowdown issues that plagued the PlayStation version. Uh, oh, I and, didn't know they had those. Yeah, yeah that that uh, it suffered a little bit on the PlayStation One. Um, it's got the added dungeons, which are you know totally optional and kind of cool. And then um, it didn't have the janky menus and stuff from the mobile version. Yeah, that sort of came after the DS version. I I, I think the DS version, um, just for playing it, is actually pretty good. I think my only critique of it, I suppose, is that the graphics aren't uh, pixelated like the original Super Nintendo version. They're kind of, but it's not that bad because the of the DS screen and everything like that. Because I prefer the original 16-bit chunky pixels. Um, I think that's my only real critique of that port because I, oh, and also that I don't think that the animations that they added add much to it because they still have the original in-game cutscenes, And so they basically just duplicate it. Right. So there'll be a point where like something will happen and it happens in the cut, like the new anime cutscene first, yeah. which just sort of pulls you out of the game. And then they just do it again in the game. And I'm like, <laughs> but with the sprites, yeah, with the sprites. And I, and I get that they're trying to like, accent that moment and make it more powerful but it just kind of pulled me out of the game for a little bit it i sort of it maybe would have spoken to a more modern audience but as someone that did grow up with the super nintendo those in-game cutscenes with regular sprites are fine to me so but i bet i don't know maybe if you played at the original super nintendo and you're like wow this is extra stuff but for me it just seemed like it was tonally odd i thought yeah, they do kind of stick out a little bit, you know, um, especially when, like you said, you do repeat scenes, one in the cutscene, and then immediately it plays it over again with the, the original in-game animations. Yeah. Yep. So you've played it on the... Okay, so what versions have you played? Oh, gosh. Um, obviously the original. I have yeah. played the PlayStation version. I played the DS version. Uh, I've played uh, emulators. Um, you know, <laughs> that's fine. You've got the original Super Nintendo version. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. <clears throat> so uh, you I, dumped I your played, own ROM or something. <laughs> I have not played the mobile versions. I yeah. saw no reason to do that. I I don't yeah, do a lot a of DS, mobile. Why would you do that? Exactly. And I don't do a lot of mobile gaming except for like a few games that were made with mobile gaming in mind. Because I don't know, right. Super Nintendo games, stuff that was meant to be played with a controller that just doesn't translate into mobile controls, you know, with a touchscreen very well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tried secret of mana early on and I didn't really like what they did on the phone there. The <laughs> I same remember basic view from that. Yeah. That was a long time ago. I just remember my same basic complaints. It's like they, they sort of like smoothed out all the graphics, making them look terrible. The play control didn't really work out very well. Um, it, it just I don't know. I mean, it just wasn't kind of the game that I wanted to play. You know, I didn't think it was an improvement. It seems like people see this say the same kind of thing about the um, the PC version. So it just doesn't get blown up very well on a 4K monitor. So. All right, well, let's dive into the meat of this review. So, John, did you like the game? I'm going to start by saying that I get why, uh, sorry, I was going to say Secret of Mana. I get why Chrono Trigger is considered to be one of the greatest games of all time. Because, and I've said this in my reviews 
on the site, but I think it bears repeating again. It's a game created by like a pro team of Square RPG developers after Secret of Mana and Final Fantasy 3 slash 6. So it's them at the top of their game, and it really shows that. So it's, I think Chrono Trigger is like basically just like a mashup of some of the best RPG elements that worked. Like you can listen to it and hear sound effects from Final Fantasy 3. You can hear sounds like music that's like it could have come from, you know, those games. You've got gameplay elements that look like they were riffed from Final, you know, Secret of Mana, Final Fantasy and that kind of thing. But then it also kind of goes off and does its own thing, too which I think is definitely to its credit. So the game's pacing is amazing. Like you'd never really go too long without something interesting happening or a story beat. So the game doesn't feel grindy for too long. Um, And it's really imaginative. So I think that they were really on top of their game when they made this. So I get where people are coming from. And so I would say based on that, yeah, I did like it very much. And And I think it's a really good game. All right. See, that was a uh, that was one thing I was interested in because you know I I played it when it was brand new and at the time it was like this is so amazing it's blowing my yeah. mind here you yeah. know but um, yeah. a lot of time has passed and while I have that nostalgic attachment to it you know I was right. curious how somebody who still grew up with the 16 bit you know era of video gaming but hadn't actually played this to see if it actually held right. up and it sounds like you so, more or less had a really enjoyable time very much it just it didn't blow my mind. It it didn't. It, I don't have any nostalgia goggles for it. So Secret of Mana blew my mind, right? It just seems like such a deep game. I'd never played a game where the music and the visuals and the gameplay and the story were just so engrossing. Like I remember when I went into, you know, the dwarf lair to get the, you know, where the dwarves are. And then I got the sprite and you know, going to all these places and that game blew my mind. You know what I mean? I think that I look at games differently now because I've experienced so much stuff and I don't think Chrono Trigger worked on that level for me, but I think that it's a really good game. And if you skipped it and played all those other games, you're going to come home to this game. Like playing Chrono Trigger felt like I was coming home to an era of the best of the Super Nintendo. So that was a really cool experience. You know, you don't, there aren't, I don't know. I mean, that's why I'm kind of like this year focusing on playing a lot of games for my back catalog. Um, and yeah, it, it, it was really a great, it was really great for that. So. Oh, I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad you had fun with that one. Yeah. Do you think there was anything from the game that didn't quite work well? Any specific criticisms you have? Yeah. So as I said already, I didn't have any nostalgia goggles for it. Um, so from a certain perspective, do I intrinsically like a game like Secret of Mana more? Yeah, I do. Because again, like I have history with it. I don't really have a history with Chrono Trigger. Do I like Final Fantasy 2 more because of this nostalgia goggles, my history with it? Yeah, I I think I do. But is Chrono Trigger good or possibly better than those games? I would say it might be, but it's hard to say, you know what I mean? Because my affinity for things is based on just kind of how I feel about them and I think one other thing, too, that I that I kind of want to say about Chrono Trigger is I think that I don't know if I'm at a great place in my life for a longish RPGs. Right. So like back in high school, I had all the time in the universe. Apparently, (laughs) the average high schooler doesn't have a lot going on, or at least back in the 90s, didn't have a lot going on. Right. I had a lot of time to myself. Well, um, that's not really the case anymore. So for me. 
um, playing Chrono Trigger all the way through sort of fizzled out for me at the end because it's again, it's not because the games I don't think the game I don't think it's anything to the game's detriment. I think it's more about me and just sort of how I was playing it. But um, because the game's so open ended, it's hard to know where the game's headed. And so, like, I was like, okay, so is the game over? And again, there's a bunch of ways to end this game. So it was never clear to me how to do that um, or how far or where I'm at. And I think that's, again, that's just I'm not in an RPG-friendly zone um, in my life right now. Because when you start thinking about, okay, how far am I away from the end? I really like this, but where am I at? You know, like, these kind of games, you shouldn't really be thinking about that. You know what I mean? You should be experiencing the game and moving through it. And enjoying that experience and hoping that it never ends, right? Always looking for that next quest to, you know, keep the thing going. Absolutely. And I think um, if I was in a different place, that would have been where I was at. But but I just kind of was like, okay, well, I've got a couple other games I want to get to. You know, like, where is this headed? How much more time do I have there? And again, it wasn't because I didn't like the game. It was just, it's just a time consideration. Now I need to consider time, my time. And it's funny because Chrono Trigger is a game about time, (laughs) (laughs) actually, uh, very much. And I think it's to the game's credit. In fact, it sort of weaves itself around time and alternate timelines and that kind of thing really well. Um, So, yeah. And one of the things that I thought was really cool, again, this is maybe... We were talking about maybe what doesn't hold up well. I think it does hold up well. Is now I finally know what Chrono Trigger actually means. So um, I just thought it was a cool way to name a game. But no, actually, that becomes a really big plot point later. Um, spoiler alert. So. <laughs> it's all right. I don't think we need to worry about spoilers for a game that's <laughs> this old. Um, yeah, so- exactly. I mean, I don't see a lot of games where they, okay, if we're not worrying about spoilers, where they yeah. frankly kill off the main character and then have an optional side quest where you can bring him back. Yeah, like, you that actually really you cool. don't have to do that. It's completely optional. No, you don't. And I think that's to the game's credit, which kind of makes the game a little daunting sometimes. But there are just so many ways that you can do it. And then as a completionist, I was like, and when I realized in the game that you that, you know, your actions would change the ending, I realized, oh, wait, what did I screw up? You know what I mean? Like, how did I affect the ending? Like when, you know, and then when you go to the trial in the game, you're like, oh man, I'm, I'm getting like in trouble. Like, what did I screw up in the game? I'm going to get the bad ending. Well, no, but the game like, like really early on wants you to think about your choices and it puts you on trial to make you think about what you thought were fine choices for an RPG game. So later on the game, you sort of train yourself to think about those choices a little bit and that the game's going to give you choices that will impact it. So I think that's really great game design, but it freaked me out a little bit because I wasn't expecting it. (laughs) Oh yeah. I remember the first time I played it and I got the trial scene and then like it's, you know, all these little choices you made in the very beginning of the game, like can come back to haunt you (laughs) like in that trial, (laughs) especially stuff that you would not, you know, normally give to, thoughts about in an rpg like randomly eating some guy's lunch that's just sitting out you know yeah hey that, that that's actually, just a way to heal that comes right back. yeah it's just a way to fill up your hit points <laughs> that, that comes back as evidence against your character if you do that um question about that, was, that. that was so crazy. you played through this game yeah, a couple time I times I, I, yes i've i've beaten it countless times i'm pretty sure i've gotten all the endings even the additional one they added in the DS version. Oh, they added another ending. That's pretty, that's really there fun. Is, so yeah. question. Okay. Is there a way to get through the trial without getting convicted? Uh, yes, you can be found innocent of kidnapping, 
but um, they will still put you in prison. Just it's supposed to be for like just a few days because you did run off with the princess. Um, and so, but then, uh, yeah, you know, one of the villains that forges your papers and basically makes it so you're going to get the death penalty instead. <laughs> okay, because I was wondering. I'm like, I didn't really like that I was thrown in prison. And I'm like, is there an alternate? <laughs> Guilty. Or not. And then I realized, yeah, exactly. And then I realized, like, oh no, that they made a lot of you escaping. Like, they probably don't have an alternate one where you're where you're doing something cool and you don't have to escape. So I figured, like, yeah. they throw the book at you anyway. Which you <laughs> you know, when I first there, I was like, no, I'm not a bad guy. <laughs> so yeah. So last time we spoke, you uh, basically it sounded like you were pretty much done with the game. You done the main plot. Um, you you yes. rescued Chrono, right? You got him back in the. Yes, I did. Okay. Yes, I am so done with the game. Okay. Yes. Did you uh, finish fighting Lavos? And if so, like, how did you choose to go and fight him? Yeah. So I okay. <laughs> it's wanna, okay I, if you, I, it's okay if you say you didn't. I won't okay. hold that against you. So I decided to that I have no idea how to do that <laughs> and I have no idea how long it's going to take. And so I decided that I'm going I decided instead to read one of the endings. So I read one of them. I, it's 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 only because I was like, I really don't know how long this will take. And I and I have to like move on <laughs> so it's i right. did that i understand I plus i knew we you I, know we were going to be doing this podcast soon yeah, so you kind of yeah, were yeah, on a time yeah. limit well i know it's exactly right so um I, I i'm to the point in the game now where um that thing that um floating island came up you know what the i mean black omen and i exactly right black omen so i could go in black omen and i could beat the game essentially if i wanted to that way i have uh, from what i understand but that kicked my butt. So then I went to save Chrono and then I came back and I'm like, OK, well, I'm going to do this Black Omen thing. And that just wasted. Me. I can't even beat the first boss. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, so I had to find a place to level grind. Or I had to move on to some other quest or whatever. And I wasn't really sure what to do. And I was like, you know what? I'm good. I bet the game has an amazing ending and then I can just save a couple hours. And I'm like, I like this game. It was cool. I just I just had to step away from it at that point. I think I might come back and finish it at some point. But I really wanted to just um, play Mega Man 2 again. So. All right. So, uh. These are some of the questions I've been dying to ask you this whole time, but I didn't want to like pester you while you were playing the game. Uh, what team did you primarily use and which characters did you, you know, uh, use the most? Yeah. So in the beginning of the game, I think everyone is like Chrono, um, Luca and uh, Marl, right? That's the original. It's kind of like the original the OG. group. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so they're they're a really fun pairing. And then I got Frog and Robo and Chrono Frog and Robo became my primary. Yeah, they got real creative with the names here, didn't they? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I just kept whatever they called the game. I'm like, because, you know, because when you're online and you're looking at stuff, you're talking to people you want to be able to know. I didn't want to name it like Butt Sniff or something like that, because it'd be like, you know, my group was, (laughs) you know what I mean? 
because it was funny when I talked to kids in high school about Final Fantasy. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, I just lost butt sniff at my party. I'm like, who is that? So I never <laughs> renamed my characters anything other than the names that they had normally. So I could talk to my friends about the game. Anyway, so. Uh, so yeah, that was my group, my pairing. And I think that I like a lot of the other characters a lot. I got Magus because it just seemed like, you know, it's like if the game gives you a ch- like a choice to not fight, usually there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. So I chose to not fight him and then, oh, it became a part of my team. And I thought it was kind of like a little bit of Final Fantasy 2 or Final Fantasy 3. Kind of like when you get General Leo and Final Fantasy 3 slash 6 or when you get um Fusoya in Final Fantasy 2 I figure oh this is just going to be for a little while but no he just straight up joins you uh, or you can fight him and kill him I said that's also a choice yeah um and so Magus is cool but I've I found Robo Chrono and Frog to me my main pairing who, who do you usually use for your core team oh uh, um I I have a couple different groups that I like to you know play when I I go through it again um I, I like Chrono, Frog, and uh, Marl. Um, that's kind of a fun group, and they've got some fun techs that they can do together. Um, Chrono, Ayala, and Robo is a, another good combo because they're all really hard-hitting physical attackers, but you've also got a decent amount of healing and um, you know uh, magic that you can use in there. But, um, I mean, really, I, I've played with all of them. I've played with a lot of different combinations of them. Um, so I was curious to see what you did. Uh, Robo, Frog, and Chrono, that's a good combo, and they've got a good uh, triple tech that you can learn pretty early on with them, too. The triple attack is great. I really like um, the, the attacks that Chrono and Robo can do together. I like the healing that they've got there. I think they've all got some solid magic attacks. Mm-hmm. They're all pretty pretty heavy damage dealers for the most part. So I've, I really, I, I kind of like focusing on that. It just seemed like a pretty cool way to, to go about playing the game. All right. So what did you think of the, uh, the like dual tech and triple tech system? Cause that's kind of unusual for, uh, RPGs. Yeah, it really is. I think that it's useful for boss fights and not re- and you can really use just tricks to kill regular bad guys, right? There's like usually a spell that works to kill them where you can just learn tricks to killing them quickly with attacks or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I found that for bosses, the game actually wasn't really straightforward in that how you would attack a boss, right? The game's actually pretty creative and it's not just like rush the like DPS race, right? Yeah. Damage per second. Like in, in the game, like there are bosses that if you try that with, they will wreck you. (laughs) right some bosses you have to like be very strategic about okay well you need to use this attack and that attack and it's kind of like a rhythm game or rock paper scissors and kind of understand how to do it there's that one boss in the bc era where you have to use lightning attacks periodically uh to weaken him right to weaken him down right but then the more you shock him the more he builds up uh, an electrical attack that he can use against you so you have to also be prepared for that Right. Or some bosses that if you use magic attacks, they destroy you with a counter. Mm -hmm. So you have to use physical attacks and that kind of thing. So I found that the game and I think possibly the game's well, no, it's to the game's credit. I couldn't really have a pretty generic way to go about killing bosses. Actually, I had to, like, come up with a different way 
for each boss. And and I mean, if I'm thinking to a game like Final Fantasy three slash six, I think there were only a couple bosses where you had to like worry about what you did. And it really was just trick bosses like um, when you fight the spirit train, right? Mm-hmm. You just use a phoenix down on it and it <laughs> dies because it's dead and you're trying to bring it back to life. And that's kind of a funny trick. And then there are other games like early on where you're like, don't attack the thing when it's in its shell. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's just funny, like because it's like the Mist Dragon fight for Final Fantasy two or whatever, you mm-hmm. know. So, but I don't think that any of the bosses were like they would wreck you if you did anything on them. It was just DPS race and you know heal up and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, did you hoard all your items or did you actually use them from time to time? So I've read an article. Uh, a, a year ago where they basically said I used to hoard all the items in RPGs and now I use them and my life is way better and you should do the same thing. And so I like realize that that's true because the way I would play RPGs in the past was I would just um, wait till I get to the next save point and then use a, and then use a, like the equivalent of a tent or whatever to heal up. And I wouldn't use items Mm-hmm. But in this game, I did use quite a few items, and it made the game a lot easier, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, it does. It, they give you a lot of items, and there's a lot of opportunities for you to stock up. It, it's best to just go ahead and use them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there are some games where if you know it really well, like, again, I keep going back to talk about Final Fantasy 2 or 3 or whatever, but in those games, you really don't need to use items. You can just um, walk from one campsite to the next campsite and all that kind of thing um but in chrono trigger you really ought to it just makes the game more fun i would say yeah all right i got one last question for you all right shoot so there is actually a sequel to chrono trigger chrono cross that was originally released on the playstation now that you've uh, gone through chrono trigger you know uh, once you eventually go back and and finish it do you yeah. have any uh, any you know desire to play the sequel? Couple thoughts on that. <laughs> Lay Firstly, on me. <laughs> right, right. Firstly, it's a PlayStation game, so I skipped the PlayStation era by not having a PlayStation. One thing I do know about the PlayStation era for me is that those games graphically and this and that don't really hold up as well. There are some games on my list of shame that I need to come back and play on the PlayStation, the PlayStation era games. Mm -hmm. So we've got final fantasy seven, right? I never played that game. And people say that's the best final fantasy game. I, I, I don't, I don't know if I'd say it's the best, but it's definitely like top three material. Maybe. You know, sure. It, it's I, up there. I, I do, yeah. And so that's another game that I kind of want to come back and play. And I think that's one where maybe the PC version does, you know, work pretty well. So I might play it that way. Um, so or at least that it seems to be reviewed pretty well. So that game, I think I might want to come back and play that PlayStation sort of era game. And Chrono Cross is another game. But I want to ask you some questions about it. OK. To help get at if I would actually play it. Mm hmm. So I've read some tangential, not tangential, it's not like it's Wikipedia page. Does this have any tie into the Chrono Trigger game a little bit? It does, actually. Um, it doesn't tie in right away. It's As you get deeper into the storyline, 
it starts to reveal how it ties into the first game, but it is actually a direct sequel. Oh, cool. Okay, because that either the people that were writing the Wikipedia article or I read it wrong or maybe the fan page or something Mm -hmm. was trying to be coy about it because it didn't seem like it was. But and I was like, okay, well, then maybe I don't care. But if you're saying that it is a direct sequel or it directly ties into the first game in a couple of different ways. Yeah. Okay, cool. Then I think I'm more interested in it. Mm -hmm. So I think that I would put it into the games that I'm interested in coming back to. But I've got a long backlog. Um, But yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, okay. so you think you would say for you, Chrono Trigger is in your top five, top 10, top 20, something like that. Uh. Definitely top 20. If we're talking about Super Nintendo, probably like top five, you know, if we're talking about all time, definitely in the top 20. I, I'm not sure where exactly I'd place it, but it's um, it's probably the one game I feel should have been included in the Super Nintendo classic that wasn't it. You know, that's to me, that was the biggest omission. I, I can kind of get well, why they, they can didn't. only play. They can only pay Squaresoft so much. Exactly. Money, right, yeah. And they, games, right? and they put Final Fantasy three or six, whichever you want to call it on there, which they did three. Was slash probably six. they the better choice. Well, and they did Secret of Mana yeah. and they did um, Super Mario RPG. Mm-hmm. So which are those games would you take out to put Chrono Trigger in if you had to? I, I mean, I'd say in general, Chrono Trigger is better than Super Mario RPG, but I get why Nintendo wanted to put that one in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, for sure. Because like, yeah, that was the Mario one. So, so yeah. my my point is like, okay, you'd put Chrono Trigger in your top twenty. Mm-hmm. Would you put Chrono Cross? Like, where is that? Is that top twenty one, or is that just right after Chrono Trigger, or what? How how do you? Look uh, at it's that? not right after Chrono Trigger, but it is a really fun game, and I liked it a lot, and I've played through it several times and gotten, I think, most if not all of the endings for it. Oh, cool. Um, so like even like like you play it every because for me, like I'll play the original Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, like Final Fantasy two Secret of Mana, like every couple years I'll replay like Link's Awakening, like I'll replay a, a lot of these kind of games that I love. Like how often you played replayed Chrono Cross? I used to replay it fairly, re- you know, fairly often. Um, OK, it's been a cool. while now just because I don't have any systems hooked up that can play sure. playstation right and while you can do emulators on your pc the playstation emulator that i have is not that great i might need yeah. to research a better one yeah right that makes sense cool yeah i think that i think that that means that i'll probably yeah i mean i'll put that on my list of games to pick up so so just so our people know like i have a um backlog list and also a list of classic games to buy and then i basically just look at that list and then i'm like okay which do i want to play first you know what i mean the last um and also in 2018 i decided that i'm only going to buy five games because i realized i've got so many games i want to play i didn't want to buy a ton more to add keep adding to my backlog right Mm -hmm. so one of the games i bought this year was um, king arthur's world on the super nintendo and so there's a couple other games too but so i might buy it next year or whatever but yeah i'll definitely add it to my list um because if it's as good as chrono trigger yeah definitely sounds like something to try out all right. All right. And in closing, where would you put Chrono Trigger on the ghost scale? Well, let's start with you. Where would you put it on the ghost scale? <laughs> uh, for I me, it's a I must know, play. But... Yeah. For me, yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's a must play. 
if you have any of the systems that it's been released on, except maybe mobile and if the Steam reviews are anything to go on, maybe not Steam, but if you have a DS, PlayStation, the Super Nintendo, any way to play this game, you know, in one of its better formats, definitely give it a go. Yeah, I think it's a really fun game. It's a classic. I get I get why people put that in the top. And I and it was a really fun game to play and amazing on the DS and definitely the way to play it if you've got a DS and you want to. So I'm going to give two answers for two different kinds of people. Okay, so if you don't have time for an RPG right now and you don't sit down and you don't have 30 hours or 40 hours to put into a game, then I'm going to give you a rating of meh to rad. Okay, it's a good game, but you're not the right person to play it. Okay, this is for people. All right. And then if you are me and you love these kinds of games, but again, you just don't have time. And, you know, I would but I'd rate it a must play. But again, it's really about I would say it's really about where you are to play the game. Right. And I think a lot of people, they bought the Super Nintendo Classic. They booted up Final Fantasy three or they started it. They put in two minutes um, and they'll probably not make it to the first save point. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Which there are save and points. It, this is not a game that saves, you know, wherever you are. Is you have to find a save point. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. And they'll, they'll probably not even, like, push reset and save the Super Nintendo. They'll just, like, open it up and be like, oh, remember this? Oh, cool. Okay, I'm done. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, And so I think for you, like, yeah, you know, I mean, it's not, like, you know, I probably wouldn't buy it. But I, I think that, you know, but like if the game was on the Super Nintendo Classic, it'd be a must play. You know what I mean? So I think it just really depends on where you're at um, as a gamer, you know. So but definitely I think it's a must play Super Nintendo game for sure. Cheerful Ghost Radio is brought to you by CheerfulGhost.com, and our theme music is by Creo. Make sure you head over to Cheerful Ghost to let us know what you think of the show, and thanks for listening.